So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, everyone. I hope this podcast episode finds you staying safe and healthy, and we have a special treat for you today. We actually did a live interview within the Healthy Runner Facebook group with a clinical social worker. Um, she's a therapist, Miss Irene Bosco, and you are in a special treat uh, for this episode. So if you have been struggling with keeping a healthy mindset during this whole COVID-19 crisis, then this episode is for you. Irene shares three actionable tips to help us overcome this crisis and situations that we, quite frankly, don't have any control over. And the point of this episode is going to show you how resilient Irene was as well as she was juggling bath time duties for her five-year-old. So you might hear some of that. You might hear her daughter during the episode as well as me engaging and interacting with some of the members within our Facebook group. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope it is helpful for you to maintain that healthy mindset as you're getting out there for your runs. Stay safe, everyone, and enjoy the episode. We are live. It is Monday night, which means it's Monday Night Spark. So are you a runner or an active adult who has been worried about your health or the health of your loved ones during this whole COVID crisis that we are going through? In this episode, we are talking about how we cope with this new world that we live in during COVID with our special guest, Miss Irene Bosco, who is a clinical social worker specialist at Nutmeg Counseling Services in North Haven, Connecticut. How you doing, Irene? I am doing. How are you? Very good. I miss seeing you. Um, <laughs> Irene is in our half marathon training group, and usually we would do long runs on Sundays, but we haven't been able to do those um, due to the current situation. And now we are talking on Zoom, like so many of you are out there and feel like you're spending your lives in this digital era. And Irene is talking underneath her daughter's gymnastics bar. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, so... Let me give you guys a little background on what we're going to cover tonight. Irene is a runner herself. She has over 20 years of clinical experience as a clinician and also a passion for helping runners overcome mental hurdles, mental blocks, and becoming healthier as it relates to mental wellness. So this is actually Irene's second appearance on the show in the Healthy Runner Facebook group. Um, we actually talked about beating the winter blues before, but when this whole crisis came down, there was no one that I thought of first um, besides you that can help all of us cope with this difficult situation that's going on right now. So Irene actually, um, Irene and I chatted earlier and we kind of went through what are the most common things that she is seeing within her practice and the common questions that she's been getting. And we've kind of compiled 
these answers for you to be able to help you cope with this crisis. So in this live stream, Irene is actually going to cover three common questions that she's been getting in her practice during this difficult time. So a couple of the common things are, how do I deal with all the worry I have um, that either I'm going to get the virus or someone I love is going to become sick? Next, we're going to talk about how do you stay connected with your loved ones during this time of social distancing? And then lastly, she's going to get into how do you continue to do the things you love, like exercising, when your life is turned upside down. So I think this is going to be very helpful for you. The other thing that we really want is for you to actually post your comments within um, the comment box so we can answer the questions that you have on how you're coping right now with this difficult situation. So as you guys are coming on here on the live, just type in live into the comment box and those watching the replay, just type in hashtag team replay. So I know you caught um, the live training. And so Irene, if you don't mind, just give us a little introduction and kind of quick backstory of who you are and why you help people cope with difficult situations like this. <laughs> um, well, I just, I have a passion for it. You know, I started wanting to help people, I think at a young age, but to get into social work, I kind of took a scenic route to get there. I thought, well, maybe I want to study sociology. So I started a P or not a PhD, a, um, a master's in sociology. And then I was like, well, I'm studying people here. I don't want to study people. I want to actually work with people. So one of my professors says, why don't you get into social work? And I thought, why not? So that's kind of how I got that going. And then I did a lot of different things in social work. I did um, uh, very intensive case management, um, med distribution. Um, I helped with victim services, um, just a whole lot of different things until I got into the clinical aspect, which is what I really wanted to do. And I did that with um, some model-based programs, um, helping kids and kids on probation and their families. And then uh, wound my way into private practice, and here I am. Right now, I would imagine your practice has probably changed dramatically over the last couple of weeks as well. It really has. It really has. We went completely to um, telehealth. We did that relatively quick. When we saw that it was going to move in that direction, we put things in place to make it happen kind of as it happened. So we've been straight telehealth for over two weeks now. Nice. Yeah. And this is something that definitely has really changed all of healthcare, right? So I've gotten into telehealth. That was something that I've dabbled in um, in the past. And now, um, you know, due to the situation, it, it's kind of the new norm almost um, within healthcare. But I would imagine that with your practice, you're still able to deliver kind of that high quality care that you can um, just in a virtual setting. Yeah. 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 It took a, it, it took a little getting used to, it wasn't as hard a jump as I thought it was going to be. So it kind of, you know, flowed naturally and organically, but it was, uh, it was interesting because it all had to happen so fast, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was kind of like, just kind of rushed into, um, thrust into this uh, situation that we are. So I guess that's kind of one thing that I want to touch upon is, you know, with everything happening so quickly, mm -hmm. um, 
how does one deal with all the worry um, that they might have that things are rapidly changing? Mom. Hi, sweet. Do you, do you want to say hi? Do you want to say hi? hi. Hey. Okay. How are you? Did you go see what daddy's up to? I can't. I need my shower. Then he's done. Okay, daddy can help you get in the shower. Okay. Then I can't do it. Stop on it. Okay. Head upstairs and see what's up. I'll be right up. He's so Okay. Well, go see what daddy's up to. Go on. Well, I just saw what he was up to. He's watching Psych. Oh, he's watching Psych. That's a really good show. Why don't you sit with me? You want to hear me talk? Have a seat. Why do I have to sit down? Why? Because I can't see with your shirt getting in my way. Mama? Yeah. This is one of the joys of telehealth. Yes, this is. Yes. And this is, I think everyone can relate to this situation right now, Irene. I think there are many people who have tried to conduct uh, work calls, meetings, um, yep. conference calls, and had an interruption of a child in the background or... But this is how we're adapting. This is, this is how, how we're adapting. Come on, how sweet. we grow and yep. we're able to establish some grit, right? And able to kind of change and and adapt oh, with yeah. the uh, the new times that we have. She <laughs> That's great. is my party crasher. She's yeah. How old is she? She's five. She just turned five during all this. So oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So she had a socially distanced birthday party. She sure did. Yeah. She sure did. So hopefully. You guys are still, as Irene's getting settled here, hopefully you guys are still staying active um, during this difficult time period. And I've really tried to produce as much content that is going to be helpful for you. So this all came on the heels of launching this podcast, which I spent months planning and had a bunch of content all lined up for you guys. And we had to kind of derail some of that because I wanted to try to see where I can help you out the most during this difficult time period. And one of the things is topics like this. And last week we talked about with Brett, we talked about how we help our children cope and how we keep our kids active during this difficult time period. Um, when we are juggling multiple jobs at the same time, you're working from home, you're still a parent, now you're a teacher as well. Um, so how do we cope with that? We talked about how do we continue to run um, is it safe to run during socially distanced time and how to do that safely? So this is kind of one of those topics that we kind of threw in there to help you during this difficult time right now. So I hope the information is super helpful. So Irene, let's get into how do we deal with all of the worry that um, we have going on with the virus, whether or not we are going to get it ourselves or we're going to know a loved one that winds up coming down with the virus? One of the, the biggest things is knowing what we can and can't control. Some of the things that we can control are our own precautions that we're taking, you know, being really good about hand washing and now, you know, with masks when we're going out, you know, doing what we can to keep ourselves safe as well as keeping other people safe. Um, the other thing with worry is staying connected. And that kind of links in with this, with the second point that we're going to be talking about is, you know, if you're worried about your mom, if you're worried about your dad, my mom lives in Florida um, next to my sister. So I feel a little less worried there because my sister is keeping a really close eye on her and kind of reining her in and, you know, keeping her from going out and left to her own devices. She might still be kind of wandering around and wanting to go shopping. So it's having that connection, call 
who you're worried about, you know, hear their voice, listen to them. Um, another thing that can help with worry a lot is having a routine. All of us are kind of stuck in this thing right now where the days feel like they're running together, right? It's like, you don't know exactly what day it is, you know, time of day, just, you know, unless it's light out, you're kind of like, okay, it's daytime. I don't know if it's morning. I don't know if it's night. It kind of runs together. Keep as much to the same routine that you had before, you know, get up in the morning at the same time, do your workout, take your shower, eat your breakfast, get ready. Like you're going to go to work. Even if you're just like me going down into your basement, mm -hmm. you know, so trying to have those things, the things that you can control, you have to look at those things. They'll make you feel a little less or a little more grounded and a little less kind of floating out into the air. Those can yeah, be very helpful. I know that was super helpful for me after the first week was just, you know, was just a whirlwind. Yeah. And I felt like I had no control whatsoever. You know, you went from like one week actually doing your normal everyday activities to one week, like everything's turned upside down. And we had no clue what the extent of this was at that time. You didn't know how long it was going to last. Was it just a week or two weeks? You know, was it that 14 day period in the beginning? Yep. And that first week was nuts. And just adjusting, you know, I felt terrible. I actually talked about this on a live I did after my long run uh, last Saturday, in that I just that long run I had that weekend, I've never felt <laughs> that bad almost after a run ever. Because I think it was the mental drain and stress that I was feeling that week, and the worry, the anxiety, and that following week, I implemented a lot of the strategies that you're talking about and getting my own workspace set up and yep. getting back in my routine, my schedule with working out at 6 a.m., showering, having the same breakfast that I would normally have if I was going into the office. And I felt like that helped out greatly. Why, why do you think that is? I think, well, we are creatures of habit. You know, we have our routines, we have our schedules and we find comfort in those. And we're able to have those as benchmarks through our day. I think one of the things for me is here, right? So I, I love kind of going to Starbucks and being able to get uh, my Starbucks, but now I'm not able to do that, but I'm using my little Starbucks mug that I got from one of my clients actually, shout out Bianca. Um, so this reminds me of having that nice cup of tea in Starbucks that I used to like to do and part of my kind of routine and being able to uh, have that little tea and, you know, get back in that routine as Irene was talking about how we're creatures of habit. Yeah. And so many of us runners, right, are those creatures of habit and we yes. have those routines that we're in. Yes. So that kind of gives us a place of feeling kind of at home and kind of grounded. grounded. In, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Nice. So now what do you, what do you think about if someone feels like they're not feeling kind of connected with their loved ones during all this social distancing and they're used to see someone. So they used to see grandma and grandpa. They used to see their brother. They used to see, right. Your kids seeing their friends and going on play dates. Like what, yep. how do you help people with that respect? You get creative. You know, we have so much technology at our fingertips now that we can get really, really creative with. Um, we could do a Zoom meeting. We can have like a Zoom party. We can have a watch party. We can pick up the phone and call. We can, we could just do a one-on-one -on -one video thing. Like my kids love calling um, my cousin and his wife 
on kids messenger because they could do the fun faces and they just have a, the greatest time with that they just absolutely love it you can have um like virtual dance parties find mm. fun ways to be connected um find different ways to do um like these fun virtual hugs like everyone has their own kind of virtual hug where they can do these fun things so i think irene is really talking about kind of what are the things that we can get creative about right and stay connected during times when we're not apart. So those of you who are here on the live, type into the comment box, if you don't mind, tell me how you're staying connected. Like I know for me, how I'm staying connected. I actually had a virtual happy hour with my old college roommates um, that uh, first first week of everything going down. But I think, you know, sending text messages, um, checking in with people. I know my wife is definitely better at that than uh, I am. And, you know, she's been, you know, sending text messages, checking in with people and just, you know, finding those ways that you can connect, I think is very important for us to kind of feel like we're staying connected because if we don't feel connected, Irene, what is that result in? What's the consequences uh, if we're not feeling connected to the world anymore? Uh, we can start feeling depressed. We can start getting into a depression. We could start feeling very, very anxious. The worry starts increasing those worry thoughts start coming in and they're just, they can consume us. So we're always in, stuck in this, what if? What if, I don't know what's going on with grandma. I don't know what's going on with mom. And it's taking us on this trip that's based on worry and not necessarily reality. The way to find out what the reality is, is to check in. Mm. Mm -hmm. Good point, good point. How does, how does one know if the worry that they're having or the feelings that they're having is getting to the level that someone should talk to someone about that? It, it starts to interfere with your functioning, which is an interesting thing, especially at this point, because so much of our functioning has already been interrupted. But if some of the things you might look for, if we're talking depression wise, having a very difficult time getting out of bed, um, really low motivation, very depressed mood, um, sadness, a lot of negative thoughts that are kind of like self-blaming or, you know, well, no one's going to want to talk to you anyway. You know, why should you bother to reach out? You don't want to be a burden, those kind of thoughts. So if you're starting to see those things and it's really hard to just do what you normally do, it's probably a good idea to talk to someone. Today we went for our run. So we try to get kind of family time out and about after school is done, after, you know, my wife and I have been working all day. We get up like super early and start um, working. And, you know, we have to go for that just outside time. We've been trying to stress that as much as possible to get that outside time. But some of the things I've noticed is a lot of our neighbors are doing the sidewalk chalk and just oh, cool. kind of, you know, putting some nice motivational messages and, you know, I think that's kind of feels almost connected to the community a little bit more than honestly, we felt <laughs> any time previous to yeah. all this going on. <laughs> so, you know, that's the silver lining, I guess, that you're starting yes. to see in some, some of our communities, right? As people kind of um, joining together and, you know, getting out there a little bit more and connecting with people like that you talked about before. So Sundar says that he's, uh, check in with his parents um, in-laws and brother daily 
He's worried about both aged parents as everyone is locked down. Yes, I agree, Sundar. I've been checking in on my mom as well. Um, actually, I just spoke to her before. I'm actually going to go to the pharmacy tomorrow to pick up her medication because there's a new one that she needs. So yeah, staying positive and avoiding negative news, Sundar, that is very mm -hmm. important. You know, I, I put the news on to get daily updates because I just want to honestly know what's going around my local area. So to find out kind of local um, news and, you know, anything I need to know around, yes. but trying to, you know, distance myself from too much of that and definitely not in front of, you know, my girls and, you know, so that doesn't kind of impact um, the way they're feeling. All right. So Irene, how do we kind of continue doing the things that we love, like exercising, like everyone in this group is dedicated to exercise and staying healthy because that's why you're in this group, right? Yes. That's why you're listening to this podcast to begin with. Um, so when your life's turned upside down, how do we continue to do those things? We do them within the limitations upon us, right? So right now we have our social distancing limitations, okay? That doesn't mean we can't get outside and run. It doesn't mean we can't get outside and walk. It doesn't mean we can't go to the basement and do a workout. It doesn't mean we can't go out back and work out. It doesn't mean we can't do the things that we usually do. It just might look a little bit different for a while. So we still, we still do, we still go, we still run. Um, at least for me with my running, I'm, I'm running, I'm not pushing it super, super hard. Um, I'm just going out to enjoy and get my runs in. I'm not, I want my immune system boosted and not depleted. So I'm not going, you know, overly, overly hard. I'm just out there and I'm looking at the birds and I'm looking at the trees and I'm seeing the animals and I'm just having a good time, but we still, we still do it. We still go out. So you're telling me you're not running three marathons in three weekends in a row. That's for a later time, Dwayne. <laughs> no, that might, <laughs> no, never three again, not three again, I, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> so that is actually how Miss Irene and I met. Um, but that's a story for another time. And I like how you brought up the animals. I don't know if you, you actually <laughs> checked out last <laughs> last Saturday's run it was the first time I saw a fox. And then this morning while I'm doing my Spark Fitness program, I'm sitting here on Zoom working out with a bunch of people in the group. And I look outside my window and this fox is now in my neighbor's yard and it's walking over into my driveway. So I'm like, I've never ever seen a fox before in my life. And now I've seen the same fox, you know, within a couple of days from each other. So what's kind of crazy though, is we actually called the local police because I'm in like a residential neighborhood mm -hmm. and like there's woods are, you know, they're, I don't know like a quarter mile away, you know, it's not like there's woods right, you know, bordering any of our houses. And, but the police are like, no, the foxes are normal. They wander around and, you know, you just let them be. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. There's like all these cats around and I'm like, you're grab someone's cat. But yeah. yeah, apparently they just let them roam, do their thing. Um, but watch out if you're in Cheshire for the foxes. <laughs> we have a, a family in the backyard. Do we have a hill? It's woods. And there's a, a fox family. It's usually mom oh, okay. and three or four cubs in there or whatever they call baby foxes. And they just hang out and rustle around and they really don't bother anyone. They're just kind of doing their own thing. And then if you spot them, then they'll hide. They, there's like a like hollowed out log that they like to 
Burrowin or what I don't know enough about foxes to speak intelligently upon this, but they do they do fox stuff up in the woods behind the house. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know that they're not very threatening and that yeah. they don't come like attack you or anything like that. Nope. All right. That's uh, that is good to know. Yes. Um, so Guys, if you have any other questions um, for Irene, just drop them into the comment box on how we're coping with COVID. Uh, so Wendy says that she's doing hikes on obscure trails with her 12-year-old daughter, almost um, their daily occurrence. Yeah, so that's something that my family has been doing as well, and we really never, ever hike. Um, so that's awesome that you're doing that with your daughter. And Wendy, tell me this. Do you actually feel more connected with your 12 year old, almost teenager. Um, I know we have been feeling a little bit more connected with our 14 year old um, during all of this kind of situation going on. All right. So Irene, you shared kind of how, you know, you're staying healthy, you're staying fit with kind of going for your runs, keeping those up. Um, any other things that you've changed in your routine or that's helped you personally cope? Or is there like one strategy that you've been telling a lot of your clients to implement into their lives? The, the biggest strategy I'm telling people is to get outside as much as possible. You know, with if you're in your four walls all the time, it just gets to be too much. It's kind of overloading, change your scenery. Get outside, even if you're not gonna do anything out there, step outside, look around, do a grounding exercise, you know, use all five of your senses and just be there and then, you know, go back in. The biggest thing is getting outside, get outside. Nice. Great. The other thing I've been doing is more, more stuff with the kids. You know, like we did an art walk yesterday. Um, our school system does a different thing for the kids every week. Like last weekend, it was a teddy bear hunt. And this weekend it was an art walk. So we were walking and we couldn't really find a lot of art. So we're out there and I was like, so who wants to run? And they're like, I already run 10 miles at that point yesterday, but it's like, who wants to run? So they're like, I do. So we did little intervals up the street and then back. And it was, it was a blast. It oh, was cool. an absolute blast. So they got their little runs in and we looked for art and saw a bunch of yellow flowers. Cause that's the color we were counting for. And it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Sundar talks about, um, this is also the time to add variety. So running new trails, adding some hill work or strides into your training and your routine. So great point there, Sundar. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. So I, I just want to, you know, first off, thank Irene for coming on here today. I know your clinical practice has been super busy now and you're helping a lot of folks. So thank you first and foremost for taking the time out of your evening to come on here and share some of your knowledge with us. But if someone wanted to reach out to you or they wanted to talk to someone, they needed some help or they had a friend who they're a little worried about, how can folks get in touch with you? They can either text or call me at 860-834-3499. That's my cell, it goes right to me. Um, they can shoot me an email at irenebbosco at gmail.com. They could leave a message on um, my Facebook page, Nutmeg Counseling Services, LLC. I'm good about getting back to messages on that. So if I see that, I'll, you know, definitely reach back out to you. So any of those ways, or they can, you know, shoot, you know, that they have a general question that they want to post on the group, they can just tag me in it and say, Hey, Irene, I have a question. 
be glad to try to help to answer. Nice. Nice. Sure. Even slip in kind of messenger message, Irene, I'm sure she'll be able to help you out. Um, so guys, I know a lot of you are going to be watching this on the replay. If you um, enjoyed anything that we talked about today and any of this information was helpful, I just ask that you hit the like or the love button just so we can help more folks cope with this difficult situation um, that you're in. And thank you again, Irene, for taking the time to educate us and thank you for those of you who did jump on the live and those listening on the podcast, those listening on the YouTube channel, the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, every Monday night at 8 p.m., we go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get your questions answered. Um, thank you, everyone, again. And stay active, stay healthy, especially during this difficult time. And just keep running. Until next time, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot of value out of it. And I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said something that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members. I answer questions directly in there and absolutely love hearing the takeaway and wins that you have from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of my social media accounts at sparkyourtraining where I include lots of free content for all the ideas I talked about in the show. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really appreciate if you headed over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rated and reviewed it, as well as pass it along to your runner friends so they can have the same tools and ideas that you now have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast.